Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Zone Blitz. As always, I'm Vince Miller, joined by my co-host Ashton Overholt. Ashton, how are you doing today? Yeah, I'm I'm doing really good. We're ready to get into the Big Ten West, kind of uh, the meat, the the meat of the Big Ten, I guess you could call it. It's going to be a, a lot of teams that are kind of the same, Vince. I'll tell you yeah. that it's it's a lot of teams that. Like they they they're not really great at throwing the ball, <laughs> but uh, they play really good defense and they really run the ball. And then some teams that are actually going to be like sneaky good. The Big Ten West is sneaky deep this year. Hot take. Yeah. So by the way, I was looking at some of the advanced metrics from last year. Every single team in the Big Ten West was better on defense than offense last year. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Even Purdue. Which is just insane. So, and then the projections, I think one team might be like projected to be one slot better on offense than defense. So, but everyone else is projected to be well better on defense this year yet again. So it, it we're looking at a pretty classic Big Ten West. We've kind of come to, I guess, know what to expect from this division. Would you, wouldn't you agree? Like, just like you're going to get the hard-nosed defense and, and they're going to run the ball. <laughs> Man, it just there, there's just there's just no good quarterbacks outside of Aiden O'Connell at Purdue. Yeah, which like yeah. I'm sure like you feel good about him, no doubt. Yep. But like, who are you really going to? In the okay, Casey Thompson at Nebraska, sneaky interesting. Like that sure. could really turn out to where like you know you get two three weeks in the year and suddenly it's like okay that's that's someone to watch. Like that guy's really popping off. But there, there's nothing proven outside of Aiden O'Connell. And, and you're not, there's, there's nothing to feel great about right now. You're, everything's very speculative. Um, and for the most part, um, we just speculate that it's going to be not great throwing the ball. <laughs> like, yeah. It's just going to be bad. So, yeah. You remember, I mean, we had the same discussion a year ago about Big Ten yeah. West quarterbacks. That's and right. We, and like two of the names we came up with were Adrian Martinez and Spencer Petras. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, might be slightly better this year. Um, I don't know if it can get much worse, so. Let's dive into it. Let's start with Wisconsin, nine and four a year ago, six and three in conference. Actually ranked sixth um, per F plus last season. Um, so they were like impressive according to the advanced stats. Just lost more games than they should have. Really, of course, that was based mostly on the strength of their defense. The according to F plus, they had the number two defense in the country last year, and the number sixty offense, which kind of feels about right if you watch Wisconsin. Paul Christ is entering his eighth season. Obviously, this kind of hinges on Graham Mertz. Same thing as we said a year ago. Their mm-hmm. quarterback, <laughs> former four-star, probably the highest-ranked quarterback in, in Wisconsin history, right. and has just been extremely inconsistent. Everyone knows, of course, of the, the first game he ever played against Illinois when he went 20 of 21 and lit, yeah. basically lit the world on fire. And it's kind of been downhill ever since then. Now, obviously, they do have one mega star on offense. That's Braylon Allen, the running back who was 17 years old last year and was just a beast. And they also have Ches Malusi, the former Clemson running back, who I think they actually need him to stay healthy this year just to kind of give a little bit of a break maybe to Allen occasionally Mm -hmm. Um, because it did seem like maybe he wore down a bit as the year went on. 
Other than that, not a lot of proven receivers. Their offensive line lost a few guys, but it's still going to be a Wisconsin offensive line. Yeah. That's the offense. Like, that's the question mark. We know about the defense, obviously. Sure. Jim Leonard, absolute star, defensive coordinator, turned down the Packers, um, mm. at, I guess, coordinator job. Um, excellent front seven. They're going to rely on transfers in the secondary. So where where do your thoughts go on this Wisconsin team? Like, does it feel like pretty classic Wisconsin, or do you – do you expect maybe some differences? What, what do you expect, I guess, out of Graham Mertz and really everyone else we talked about and, and whoever else I didn't mention? Yeah, so the number's eight and a half, right? That's that's what I'm getting here. I'm, I'm guessing you have the same there, right? You can get you can get nine as well, I believe, but eight and a okay. half or nine. Yep. So, like, at, at eight and a half, and you, and you look at, like, the schedule, and their crossover, they play Ohio State and Michigan State. Um, like kind of, those are, I mean, two of the top three potential teams in the, in the big 10 E. So like, that's not, not just an easy <laughs> crossover there necessarily, right. but when, when you get, okay. You mentioned Allen, the running back stud, right. Mm-hmm. They're going to be able to run the ball. I, I, we're we're going to say this about pretty much every team. In the, <laughs> I mean, it's going to be pretty much the same, um, analysis for every team, but like, dude, can they throw the ball deep at all? So, okay. Look at, look at who the receivers they lost. And, yeah, they, and, they and, actually had a sneaky good receiver that stuck around for a long time, and they and he's finally gone. I can't remember his name right now. Uh, was it Poyer? Was was his name? Um, shoot, yes, I'm I'm tracking with you though. Like he was he was someone who was there and was kind of like around a lot. <laughs> yeah, and and then yeah, I Graham Mertz, man. Oh, how do you feel about him when when y'all? Okay, so Notre Dame played Wisconsin. It was it was a big game at the time, right? It was it it was right. a big game, um, non conference game, and just, you just had like a lot of confidence that like he wouldn't be able to get it done. That Graham Mertz right. was not going to be able to beat Notre Dame, and and like he didn't. So yeah, no, I don't have a whole lot else to say other than that. I don't want to be mean. I don't want to. I don't really care to trash him. Like I really am rooting for them to pull out. Was it was it 20, 2011 where like they had a really good year like Russell Wilson transfers in right and you like yeah Paul yeah. Christ was creative with the <laughs> offense and like it was neat and it was a little bit they went to the Rose Bowl nine nine wins so okay wins I need to get down to that sorry we're trying to keep this pod short here out there by the way <laughs> we never have had a short pod in like the history of this so we actually think that we can maybe keep this pod under uh, 30 minutes maybe we should do a, a, an over under on the minutes of this podcast but, um i'm, I'm going taking to go, the over <laughs> yeah i know we're, we're stumbling out the blocks here i still can't figure out i'm gonna go over on wisconsin the number's right at it i tell you eight yeah. and a half is right at it it's a great That's, number it is it's it's on the nose there's a lot of tough games in there. They're going to have to play Nebraska. That's a tough game. Minnesota is going to be tough for them. Purdue's going to be good. Maryland has a good offense this year. You know, that, oh, that's news. Um, and then, yeah, Ohio State, Michigan State, Iowa, you're playing those teams. I'm going to go over just, just over. Nine and three is the record. I think they're going to lose to Ohio State, Michigan State, and Iowa. Um, and, and I have them going nine and three and actually winning the West. So Wisconsin's my pick to win the West at nine and three. I'm going over. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I was, I was torn on this. I think nine and three is the most likely just barely. I'll, I'll take the over slightly. I do think this, this probably comes down to that last game of the year, obviously against uh, Minnesota, because I yeah. actually, we'll get to them later. Um, but I do think that, 
there's like a chance that Minnesota gets them, and that might be their fourth loss, just kind of looking at their schedule. So I think Wisconsin probably has to win that last game, and I think that would probably do it. I think they'll they'll most likely get that game. So I'll, I'll lean over, not a super confident pick by me. I reserve the right to change my mind on that. Um, by sure. the, once we talk our way through this pod, I may talk myself into <laughs> either. Well, you could almost talk me into Nebraska or, or Iowa um, to win. But yeah, for now, like Wisconsin is definitely the winner sure. so far. All right. Speaking of Iowa, let's move on to them next. Ten and four a year ago, seven and two in conference. Was it, well, They were a top five team in the country at one point, according to this uh, rankings. Um, finished about 29th. Um, per F plus 92nd on offense and fifth on defense. So that's about as big of a gap as you're probably going to see this year. Um, just looking at the teams and how they performed a year ago. And that kind of matches up with what we saw a year ago. Not, I mean, 92nd on offense and fifth on defense. Does that surprise you at all? <laughs> okay. Concern here. You remember we got into this last year a little bit with like the turnover luck, just the incredible turnover yes. luck. The Penn state game comes to mind where, like somehow like Sean Clifford goes down and okay. Iowa was ranked, I believe number two nationally for one week last year, nationally number yeah. two in the nation. And, and like, okay. So like, we really thought like, okay, like these guys are really good. Okay. Turnover luck. You agree with me that turnovers, they equal out at yes. some point. Sure. Some teams are, are better than, than, than others slightly for a short period of time, but over the course of any of any span turnovers equal out absolutely and, like they were so lucky last year dude like how how are we <laughs> supposed to just assume like okay they can't really run the ball not well no they can't and they had really. tyler goods in a year ago and now they no longer do tyler linderbaum was the best center also in him. college yeah. he's gone so it, you can't really run the ball and you can't really throw the ball you don't score a lot of points but like you're pretty darn good still. Like, I don't really yeah. quite understand how it, how it works. They, huh, I'm going to go over. Like, I, I really okay. do believe over it, but I think, I think for me, more of the question is, I think eight and four is, is you could almost guarantee an eight, an eight win Iowa season. I'm not willing to pull the trigger yet on replacing Wisconsin as my, as my, as a, as a repeat champ from the West. So yeah, I would be repeating as champs. Right. Um, yeah. Let's just leave it at that for now. Let's, let's just leave it at that for now. The, the over I think is easy. I'm actually fairly confident in the Iowa over this year. Um, turnovers notwithstanding I, the, the turnover thing bothers me, but okay. Tough non-conference game against Iowa state, but I think, I think Iowa wins that one in the battle, the battle of, uh, what is that? Does it have a trophy? Is that a trophy game? Uh, it's like the Cyhawk trophy, I think. Yeah, yeah that's right. Okay, Cyhawk yep. trophy. We're going yep. with Iowa to win the Cyhawk trophy. Um, Which they haven't lost in a long time, by the way. They kind of own Iowa State. Like Even in years where it seems like Iowa State is the superior team, Iowa has always found a way to win that game. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Taking, taking the over there for uh, Iowa. Go Hawkeyes. Yeah, so I'll talk a little more about the team. Spencer Petras is back at quarterback. They have one of the better tight ends in the country in Sam Laporta, which feels like that's always a thing at Iowa, even if they don't right. actually like that's right. throw, throw to them a lot. <laughs> like they yeah. have good players at tight end. Apparently they have one receiver, Keegan Johnson, who's pretty explosive, you know, by Iowa standards. Their offensive line should, should be pretty solid, even losing Linderbaum. 
Now, obviously, the defense is the strength of the team. Um, they return most of their starters. Big names are probably linebacker Jack Campbell and a cornerback Riley Moss. I, I just don't know, though. Like, to me, I just have zero faith in their offensive coordinator, Brian Ferentz, Kirk's son. It it was just painful. It was so painful watching their offense a year ago. It it, yeah. it hurt. It physically hurt me. It did. It did. You re- you remember the Penn State game as well? Oh as I yeah. Did. Still had, the best rant any of us has ever had on our on our podcast was was you just we, going to town on Penn State's offense. <laughs> we okay. We had money on that game. That was a lock, I believe. That yeah. was one of my locks of the week, and and to see. To see just like okay, but see that's I I think that's that's maybe part of it. Like it's 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 not so much offensive talent as it is a style of play, like a style of game that they want to get you in. They yeah. want to like drag you down into the mud and then beat you there with their experience. Like yep. playing a phone booth, kind of like the old Stanford teams used to do. Um, really, yeah, really good tight ends, really good offensive line, really kind of just like Stanford used to do, except maybe not the quarterbacks that they had. Right, like. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, this is this is every Iowa team that we've ever known. They're going to have a, an, an NFL tight end and a really good offensive line, and they're going to run the ball pretty well and play action, throw it to the tight end with a quarterback that's not that great. Like, that's kind of – that's what they are. And then play really good defense, and and somehow you get to the end of the game, and it's, you know, it's it's 10 to 6, and and Iowa's leading somehow, and you don't really know yeah. how. Yeah, I, I think that's what they're going to try to do. I'm actually leaning under this number here. So the number, I don't even think we said it. Number is seven and a half wins. Ashton take Ashton is taking the over. I'm taking the under. I, I just okay. feel like they, yeah, they got to 10 wins a year ago. I feel like it was just so, so much smoke and mirrors. Uh-huh. And, and they, I have never seen more two-yard runs in first down in my life. And I guess you can't really argue with the results because they did win those 10 games. But I think if that season plays out a, th- a thousand times, like if you simulate that season a thousand times, they win 10 games, maybe, I don't know, 5% of the time. Like to me, that was not, that definitely oversells how good their team was. I I don't think they were as good as that. And I think they'll be roughly the same this year. They did lose the best center in the country and a great running back as well. Yep. I... I lean under, and it almost it's not because I think they're a bad team. I think it's actually because I'm a little higher on some of the teams that are just just other other teams in the division. They, let's do it. Let's do it. Hey, let's have, let's have a disagreement here. Let's go. So last year they did lose to Wisconsin. Yep. By 20, and they lost to Purdue, but they got everyone else. And I, I don't know that's I don't know that that's going to happen again this year. Um, they beat Penn State. Obviously, we talked about that. Yeah. They beat Nebraska. They beat Minnesota. I think the schedule is just a bit more difficult this year. They have Ohio State on the schedule. Um, Michigan is also on their schedule. So it gets a little tougher with some of the East draw. And I think maybe some of the other West teams are are a little better than they were last year. And maybe Iowa doesn't get quite as lucky. Sorry, Iowa fans. It's just, I think you have to admit there was at least some luck involved. Anyway, so I'm going under seven and a half, just barely. Okay. Fair enough. Okay, next we have Purdue. Yet another team that's at seven and a half for their win okay. total. Nine and four a year ago, six and three in conference. 
about 25th per the advanced stats. Jeff Brom is entering his sixth season. Quarterback Aiden O'Connell, you mentioned it earlier, like probably the only really good quarterback in this division that we know will be good. Plenty of receiving options. The defense was actually sneaky good last year. They did lose, obviously, some great players, including their uh, defensive end, um, whose name escapes me for some reason. George Karloftis. George Karloftis. Yes, I'm sorry. Um, no, no reason to forget that name. Anyway, Purdue is <sighs> – I kind of trust them. Why do I trust them so much? Jeff Brom actually did a good job there the last number of years, and I think we kind of forgot about him before last year because the results weren't quite showing up the way they had earlier in his tenure. And then last year they go and win nine games, including a bowl win against Tennessee. Like that's yeah. that's a big deal. There's yeah, I think the the reason for trust is simply because they have a quarterback that we feel good about winning a football game for you. Like, yeah, a- Aiden O'Connell is probably the only guy in the in the West that you can you could have a two minute drive and be like. I actually kind of like our chances, you know, with, with all yeah. the rest of them, it's like, no, we're done. <laughs> but like Purdue, it's like, you kind of feel half decent. And I think maybe we're overvaluing the quarterback there a little bit. Like, sure. He is good. There's no doubt. And we, and we saw him throw for a whole bunch of yards. Great. Um, they're somehow they're sneaky. They, they like to upset top teams. We know that like they, they, they didn't get it done against Ohio state. They got bombed by Ohio state, but they did get Michigan state, right? They, they got right. Michigan state last year. Um, when Michigan State was, num- I think they were top five when they played them. And so, like, we we, we kind of have this thing that, like, they tend to play up to their competition, Purdue. And and maybe that leads us to think that they're long, like, yeah, better long-term. I, I, I'm i not really sure. I Losing what the um, the wide receiver, David Bell, yeah, is a, like, that's a blow. Like, you don't really have guys, you know, just – sitting there to replace the, the number is seven and a half, right? We have the number yeah. at seven and a half. Basically every team in the division is at seven and a half. <laughs> right. Correct. So you, okay, literally it's, it's Nebraska, Iowa, um, Purdue, and one more, I think. Uh, Minnesota, I believe. Yeah. Minnesota. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to go under, I think seven and five, maybe six and six is probably more likely. Um, yeah. I, I think it's maybe a step back. I mean, it is okay. They're not going to go nine and four again. Like I'll say that they're not going to go nine and four. I think they're they're going to have a, a a slight step back, um, maybe more reality. I guess you could say it's yeah. like a little bit of a, a a gut check for Purdue this year. Yeah, I also have them at seven and five this year, and it's, which is one game worse in the regular season than a year ago. So it's not a huge step up, drop off. Eight and four a year ago, and, and they'd yep. have to repeat that to hit the over here. I'm more betting on just some of the other teams in the West figuring out a little bit more and, and getting them. I do. I actually think their schedule is a little bit easier than last year. They don't have Ohio State, Notre Dame on this year. Right. I just feel I feel good about Purdue going seven and five. Like to me, that feels about right this season. Why is it the feel like last year? Had they not got Ohio State? You said they got Purdue. I mean uh, Notre Dame. They got Notre Dame in non-conference. Last year, yes, yeah. they lost to Notre Dame by two touch, two touchdowns a year ago. So, like, say they had avoided them, they could have potentially say they had avoided them and had you know like two layups, you could have potentially like talked you know like ten and two, like sure double double digit wins for like Purdue. That's yeah. wild. Like that's kind of a yeah. wild thing. But yeah, anyway, it it didn't happen. So 
Yeah, uh, I'm going to go under. We have agreement there on the under. Is that right? Yes, uh, just slightly. I mean, yeah. But like what you were saying, to your point about last year, like I do think some of that is just the fact that the Big Ten West was pretty bad last year. I, and they took advantage, as you should. So well done. This is not a knock on them at all. I just think that if the division rises a bit, maybe it drags Purdue down just a game. So, so still a successful year, though. For Absolutely. Purdue. Yes. Seven and five is a good record for Purdue. Yeah. Okay, next we'll move on to Nebraska, the best three-win team in the country a year ago. <laughs> All right, here we three go. Three and nine, one yeah. and eight in conference, and they had they had they scored the same number of points in the conference as they allowed. Um, their point differential in the conference was zero, and they went one and eight. Thirtieth yeah. oh. per the, per F plus a year ago. Scott Frost is entering his fifth season, and for the first time. He will not have Adrian Martinez as his quarterback. Most likely, it will be Casey Thompson, the Texas transfer. Pretty good running back room. Um, yep. One of the one of the big stories in the offseason is they got O'Shawn Mathis, the transfer from TCU. They have good linebackers, but to me, I think the number one key maybe to their to this team is just the fact that they hired Mark Whipple, the offensive coordinator from Pitt. Do you like mm-hmm. that hire? How could you not? I I think okay. First off, at Nebraska, you have nothing to lose. Like, yes. like if you're Scott Frost, from Scott Frost standpoint, he literally had zero things to lose because he was almost on the out the door last year, went three and nine. Like it was all so close to working and it failed miserably because in, at the end of the day, football is a bottom line, like win loss. It's so, it's so absolute. Like there's no, there's not much gray area there for them. They, they were re- like, yeah, they were the best three and nine team of all time. <laughs> like they had a, they, they had zero, like a zero score differential, zero. Like how is that 10, possible? Yeah. yeah, how's that how's that possible to do that? It's not it's not and go one and eight. Be, right. You it couldn't be replicated to lose of the, of the nine games you played. You lost eight of them, and somehow the score was the same. They, they lost by one score to Oklahoma last year. They lost. I think I think the Ohio State score it was it was close, and then it got. I think Ohio State got up late, if I remember right. Yeah. But the Michigan game. The Michigan. They should have beat Michigan. They really should have beat Michigan. Yeah. Um, yeah. I there there was. There's so much. Nebraska is must-watch TV this year. Yeah. It's absolutely True. must-watch. You can't, you have to watch Nebraska this year. They do play Oklahoma again in the non-conference. Um, you're missing Ohio State, which is huge. You don't have to play Ohio State. You get Michigan um, still in, in the crossover. So, uh, okay, sorry. You asked me about the, about the offensive coordinator, Mark Whipple. Let's get, okay. Coming from Pitt, right, he – Yes, this is, I, I think a, it feels like it should be a slam dunk, be, yeah. at least from Nebraska's standpoint, because you have not much to lose. You get to pair him with Casey Thompson, potentially, maybe do some kind of some cool things, trying to catch lightning in a jar, maybe like they did with Kenny Pickett um, at Pitt last year. Um, yeah, what's what's your opinion? Like, I'm for it. Like, I think it's yes. something you do. I'm absolutely a fan of the offensive coordinator hire. Mark Whipple did an excellent job at Pitt last year. Yeah. By the way, speaking of that, uh, did you see the quote recently from Pat Narduzzi talking about Mark Whipple? I did not. I did not. Okay, so this is Pat Narduzzi, Pittsburgh's coach. Obviously, Mark Whipple was our offense coordinator a year ago, and they had their best season in a long time. They did, uh, yeah. Their quarterback was a Heisman finalist. Yeah, they, they just – great offense. Anyway, this is a quote, Pat Narduzzi. Our old offensive coordinator had no desire to run the ball. Everybody knew it. 
he was stubborn. Wake Forest was 118th in run defense, and we threw the ball every down. When we ran it, we ran it for 10 yards, but that wasn't good enough. So last year, Wake Forest lost to this pit team 45 to 21. Yes. This game where he is complaining about the offensive play calling, they put up 45 points in Wake Forest. And he said they ran it for 10 yards every time they ran it. They actually averaged like 2.1 yards per run in that game. I think it was even less. It was still <laughs> under five after you take out sacks. So <laughs> a few weeks ago, we did the ACC preview and we both took the over on Pitt. I feel yeah. a little worse about it now. <laughs> and it, and it's honestly just incredible to me that Pat Narduzzi, who just had to, his most successful season at Pitt, won the ACC because of Mark Whipple, just goes and trashes him because of a game where they scored 45 points against a good Wake Forest team. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder how much of that is just sour grapes. Like after he, like after he's gone, you know, or, or how much of that, maybe, maybe that's how Narduzzi is. Like well, that is how Narduzzi maybe, is. Like that's kind Absolutely. of just who that guy is. And so maybe that's why, that's why he decides to go to Nebraska, be offensive coordinator over there. Like that's more fun. Maybe. I think he's, I, I tell you the, what, yeah, go ahead. Nebraska would be thrilled for something like 45 points in a game. Yeah. Like we don't, we don't really care how we get it. We would just love to have 45 points. in a game. They would have won so many of those games last year. Yep. I, what, what was that Oklahoma score? Like that, that defense balled against Oklahoma. 23 to 16. Yeah. Okay. Uh, some reason I was thinking 20 to 13, maybe. Yeah. They could have too many. 23 points allowed to Oklahoma is pretty dang good. Really good. That was, I mean, that's still a, a Lincoln Riley offense. What about Michigan? What was the Michigan score from last year? It was 32 to 29. Okay. So, and was that overtime? Did that uh, one go to, no, that was so. the, buzzer. the Michigan state game went to overtime. That was 23 to 20. Okay. Yeah. Wow. So. <laughs> well, <laughs> I forgot about the Michigan state game. Um, yeah. Jeez. Okay. You're going to push me here for a number, aren't you? You want to, yeah, by the way, um, they're, they're over unders at seven and a half wins. Yeah. Are, are you still thinking about it or are you ready to make a, make a call? Let's go. <laughs> I'm going to go under only just, we're going to go seven and five. Um, apologies. Yeah. To all, all you guys, I kind of, I kind of really hype up Nebraska for the whole thing. Cause like, it's going to be drastic improvement from the three and nine, right? Yeah. Drastic improvement. Seven and five. I think you go bowling, and I think Scott Frost saves his job. So if it's if it's possible to like, you're not gonna you're not gonna take get you're not gonna beat Vegas, right? You're not gonna hit the Vegas over, but you're still gonna go seven and five. Scott Frost saves his job. Skylar Thompson, sneaky good. Casey and Thompson. K- Casey Thompson <laughs> is sneaky good. I kind of like that. Like I'm yeah, I'm okay with that. I'm on board with that. I think I feel I feel decent about Nebraska this year. Yeah, I actually really like this team and what they did in the offseason with Mark Whipple and Casey Thompson. I just feel like he will run the offense that Scott Frost wants to run so much better than Adrian Martinez ever did because he can complete a pass forward. Um, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I got you. <laughs> just based on the principle of the matter and what we've seen from Nebraska in the last four years, I have to go under. I don't really – hold to it strongly like I my brain kind of disagrees with me it's more just a principle play I'll I'll start taking overs I'll I'll pick them to win eight games once I've actually seen it happen or something close to it and 
yeah, like you you said you're predicting they'll go to a bowl game. I I'm with you on that. I think seven and five would have to feel like a pretty tremendous success compared to the last four years under Frost. So I think it'll be a much improved Nebraska team. I'll go seven and five. Wouldn't be shocked by even more than that. So yeah, I think we agree kind of on on how that should look. I I, I really wish we wouldn't have agreed on that. One. I know. <laughs> I really, I really wanted some. Just I did not know your picks. Like I know none of your selections, by the way. Right. And you know none Same. of mine. So I was, I was really hoping that we would have a strong disagreement there, because yeah. okay, I think okay, I think that you value the new aged offense too much. Okay. <laughs> personally, like I think that you fall in love like with the guys that because it is from from an analytic standpoint it is correct to, to sit there and try to air the ball, like to score a whole bunch of points. Right. And to, to go for twos, like, and to, to go on not necessarily down. to go for twos. No, but mm-hmm. to go for fourth down more often than people do. Yeah. Don't punt from your own 40 or don't punt at the other team's 40 on sure. fourth and three. Stop it. I, I agreed with agreed with most of that. I really do. But I think the, we, we undervalue the, the Iowa's of the world maybe we'll get into it. Maybe once we get into Michigan, Michigan state next week, just to see kind of judges both where, cause I know where I'm at with both of those teams. And I feel like you're going to be on the other side and not like we're going to, we need some disagreement here. I think is, is what I'm saying. Cause we actually disagree way more than what we're letting on right now. Yeah. So um, yeah, the, the, the Nebraska number is, is a good number. I think Vegas is, it, it feels like Vegas is, is they're preparing for a bunch of money because it's Nebraska's famous for last year. Like that was the greatest three and nine team of all time. Right. And so everyone's <laughs> going to be jumping all over that. And, and so now they're, yeah, like everyone's going to be betting Nebraska when like Nebraska is actually just going to be pretty good. So yeah, I, I like the under, I guess we agree, whatever. I wish, I wish we didn't, but we do. Yeah. By the way, I just push back just a little bit on the offense thing. I'm totally fine with running the ball. If you're good at it, I think we have a problem with, I have a problem with the Iowas of the world who want to run on every single first down and turn it into second and eight. But they win football games though. Huh? Like, like at some point, like, okay. Iowa has nowhere near the talent of teams that they actively beat. Like they're, they're less talented than teams that they're beating. But I would, I would argue most of that is because their defense and then also like the turnover luck and stuff a year ago. Like that was, that was a six and six team last year, seven and five, maybe. But, but like, like the defense and the running game complement each other. Like it's the, the, the running the football makes so that your defense isn't out there near as much. It makes there's fewer possessions in the game. It keeps the game tight and it keeps like kind of aired out offenses. It make, I think, I think offenses that are used to scoring a whole bunch of points when they go up against a team like that, suddenly the, the first quarter's over and they've had the ball once. And it's, it's just yeah. like a, a little feeling of panic almost like, like we should be out there just running the ball like up and down the field. Like, why, why don't we have 21 points yet? Like, well, you don't have the ball. Like that's why. And then, so it's like, just like a little bit of freak out. And then that team begins to press, which is only better for the Iowa's of the world. Like, I think it's a whole, it's not, it's not just an offensive philosophy. It's a whole like football scheme and mindset. And I, I think that's what like, it's undervalued in certain teams. And I think that like Iowa, does it as well as anyone. I think Minnesota's like sneaky good at it. I, I really think Minnesota's good at it. So yeah, like I think it's what it's what Michigan State did last year. 
for for the most part, like to a lot of success. And to some, it's what Georgia does, like a little bit. Like Georgia kind of buys into that where I'm frustrated as anyone when we don't freaking throw the ball and score. Like I want to score 45 like everyone else. And and we don't really get into that, but like it's a whole scheme and it's like it's it's undervalued, I think. It's undervalued that scheme. Well, I think please don't mischaracterize what I'm saying. I, I don't think there's any issue with running the ball as often as some of these teams do. But if you, you're going to have to throw it occasionally, and I do think you're a lot better off throwing it on first and 10 when the defense doesn't know what's coming than right. on third and seven because you just ran it into the pile twice in a row. And, yeah, if you want to run the ball a couple times or two-thirds of the time, that's fine. But your Georgia Bulldogs, yeah, they ran it a lot. They also let Stetson Bennett throw the ball to Brock Bowers on first down every once in a while. And there would be nothing wrong with the Iowas of the world calling a few more passes on first and 10, because if you have a quarterback who's not very good, it's a lot easier to make a throw on first and 10 when the defense doesn't know what you're going to do than when it's third and seven and they know exactly what you're going to do. So you're going to have to throw it occasionally. You don't have to throw it the most. You don't have to throw it more than you run it. If, if your identity is based on the run, that's fine. But if you run, run, pass every single series, you are hurting yourself, guaranteed. I, I, I understand that. And, and no one has been more frustrated than watching run, run, pass. What, run on first down, run on second down, play action on third down is the worst version of offense in the history of offenses. I dislike it a lot. Okay, but here's where I'm going with it. If you're Vanderbilt, you have zero things to lose, zero things to lose. Go to the triple option. Why sure. not? Yeah, I know, I know their coach in their, favor. Their, their coach actually said that they're going to like, they got a, a vote to win the sec this year from a media member, <laughs> like a credible media. They got one vote. Like, I don't know who did that. Someone did, but like, they have nothing to lose. Like they're going to lose every single game to every single sec opponent again, but like go to it. You, at least you're a change of pace. At least you make them prepare for something they haven't seen before. Sure. And just like mall, like, yeah, teams mall these, these lesser talented teams who I think if you go to the triple option, try to do what Navy did or Air Force or Georgia. Georgia Southern has beaten multiple SEC opponents by what? Well, okay, actually, sorry, just one. They only beat Florida. But they took Georgia to overtime, and they ran the ball a whole bunch on Alabama one year by, by doing these things that are very hard for teams to prepare for. And, yeah, like, like teams like Vanderbilt, Georgia Tech should go back to the triple option. Northwestern, we'll talk about them in a bit. Like, Try it. Try it. Give it a shot. That's my point, and, and I'm, I'm done. Yeah, I actually don't, don't disagree with anything you just said. I, I do think that the triple option would be a good option, no pun intended, for some of these teams that are not actually trying to like seriously compete for conference titles, but like you want to go bowling or something like that, and you want to be hard to, hard to prepare for because you know you're going to have a talent deficiency. That is completely different than what an Iowa does, for example. The triple option actually takes – it involves some creativity and yeah, I don't know. I, I just think that run, run, pass every series is, is kind of the opposite of that. Um, but anyway, we're talking, of, we were just talking about Nebraska wrapping it up. We both agree on the under, but we both feel they could go over. Is that fair? Yeah, de definite improvement. And we think they'll go bowling. And I think Scott Frost will save his job. Okay. All right. Next we have Minnesota, yet another team whose win total is set at seven and a half. Nine and four a year ago, six and three in conference, ranked 23rd per F plus. 
Number 55 on offense, number 12 on defense. P.J. Fleck entering his sixth season. Um, now, again, another offensive coordinator change. They fired Mike Sanford, who was very terrible. Nobody liked the, liked him there. And they brought back Kirk Shiraka, who was a 2019 offensive coordinator when they had that great season. Quarterback Tanner Morgan is still there. The running back Mo Ibrahim is back. I think they're both there for sixth for sixth years. Ibrahim, uh, of course, if you remember, he got hurt hurt against Ohio State in the opener a year ago. Yeah. So, so they managed to go nine and four even without him. And also wide receiver Chris Altman Bell, another one, another name that's been around for a long time. Those are kind of the big names for Minnesota. Their defense, honestly, like it's it's a bit of a nameless defense. Like I don't know, if there's any like nationally known stars on it. Right. But it was really good last year, and I think they'll be good again. Uh, SP Plus projects them to be number nine in the country this year. So obviously, if they do that, that would be huge. And then we have to just see if the offense can kind of figure it out. That's at least my perspective on. It feels like this season hinges on their offense. Do you agree or not? Yeah, and and I think we may have slandered Tanner Morgan a little bit. It was yeah. a little unfair to say that no quarterbacks were good because truthfully, they could between Thompson at Nebraska, you have O'Connell at Purdue, and Tanner Morgan at Minnesota. That's actually like th- those are three quarterbacks that could potentially have really good years, or at least yeah. above average years, um, and be a, like a, a positive for the team, like not just a not just a neutral or a negative, like an actual benefit for your team. So. Uh, the number seven and a half. And yeah, I just, yeah. For uh, apologies to, to Tanner Morgan. He's, he's actually much better than that. So his play um, has really dropped off the last couple of years, but I think you could argue that was more because of the offensive coordinator than him personally. Fair enough. And and losing Ibrahim last year in the first game is also like a gut shot too. Cause like they, there was no replacement for him and the, yeah, they struggled because of that. So you mentioned the defense. Good. Like really good. So Yes, they're avoiding Ohio State in the cross the crossover, which is that's always helpful because that's like a loss, right? So, yeah, I'm going to take the over on Minnesota. Um, PJ Fleck gets back to rowing the boat, gets back some of that juice that he had. Remember when they they beat uh, was they beat Penn State in the snow um, at home? Was it? I guess it was two years ago. It was was it the COVID year? Maybe it was the COVID year, but the. Yeah, all the stuff that went on there, and like they had, they had a whole bunch of of energy kind of behind that program, and they kind of, yeah, it felt like they kind of took a like a little bit of a a, a dip or a lull. But I think mm-hmm. I really am expecting them to get back up there. I think um, eight and four is very doable for them. Yeah, um, nine and three is possibly on the table just because they have a fairly easy schedule. The schedule stacks up pretty well for them. So yeah, fan of them uh, this year to to hit the over. The one thing I don't like about their schedule is it does feel like a lot of the coin flippy type of games are on the road. Sure. They have to go to Michigan State, to Penn State, to Nebraska, and to Wisconsin. But I don't think they go in four in those, and I think they win the vast majority of the rest of their games. I'm on the over pretty easily here. I, I think they could challenge for the division. I, Yeah, I mean, we think Wisconsin and Iowa are probably the two best teams in the division. And I feel a lot better about Tanner Morgan than I do about those teams as quarterbacks. So if if Minnesota's defense is as legit as advertised and Kirk Shiraka can kind of bring back the magic from a few years ago, Minnesota might be my pick to go all the way to Indianapolis. 
for me, they're that they don't have quite that top end. Um, maybe okay. that that Wisconsin does. Um, maybe even that Nebraska does. But um, yeah, no. Overall, I think I think eight and four is extremely attainable. And and part of it is to the schedule. Like the schedule has to play into these like these win totals because. Like, yeah, when you, when you get to play, when you get to avoid Ohio state and, and, you know, other guys are having to play them like that's so huge and Michigan, for, by the way, right, right. You're avoiding them too. So you're avoiding kind of the, those, those top two juggernauts there in the big 10 and yeah, things start to things start to look a lot easier when you do that. So Minnesota will have a significant, um, significant improvement this year. And a lot of it's kind of, I think kind of based on schedule. Yeah. Okay. Let's move on to Illinois. Five and seven a year ago, pretty good season for Brett Bielema's opening year with them. Four and five in conference, but no one predicted that. But 64th per F plus, 97th on offense and 29th on defense. So yet another Big Ten West team that was a lot better on defense than offense. But they did a few things okay on offense, actually. Like, I think their running game, I would say, was not terrible. Um, Quarterback play wasn't great. And they did bring in Tommy DeVito from Syracuse. So it'll be, it'll be either him or it could be Archer Sitkowski again. I, I imagine DeVito will probably win it out. And I don't think he was amazing. Like, I don't think this is like some transcendent quarterback or anything. But at least maybe it's better than what they got from Art Sitkowski. Uh, and I know, I think, I can't even remember the other guy that they lost who played quite a bit the last couple of years, uh, the Michigan transfer. I can't remember him. But it, it did feel like their quarterback play was just a bit – on the weekend, the last couple of years, they did fire their offensive coordinator and hired Barry Lenny Jr. from UTSA, who just had a great season. So maybe that makes a difference with their offense too. The running backs, Chase Brown and Josh McCray are good. And again, yet another team whose defense really surprised last year when they, when they got rid of Lovey Smith, who was very predictable on defense and they brought in Brett Bielema. They changed some things up. The win totals four and a half here. Um, Obviously, probably the main thing most people remember about Illinois, like if you're a casual fan, not as opposed to an Illinois fan, there's a couple things. The opener against Nebraska, where they got Nebraska, and then the nine overtime game against Penn State. Like those are kind of the two yeah. national radar games. What do you think? Like, am I am I off base thinking that this is actually like a solid, solid team with a shot to go bowling? Teams that they can beat on their schedule. Well, the number's four and a half, right? So yes. they can beat well, they can beat Wyoming. Chattanooga is almost a slam dunk, you would think. Um, they can beat Northwestern. They're probably better than Northwestern. Can they beat Purdue or Nebraska or Virginia or Indiana? Like, yeah, like they can probably beat those teams. You could even well, okay, they're not going to beat Minnesota. Never mind. But like they can get to five. They can absolutely get to five if you beat um, Indiana, Virginia, Wyoming. Chattanooga, Northwestern, those are teams you may be favored in in those games. Maybe, maybe with the exception of Virginia. But yeah, yeah. The uh, I'm gonna go over. Yeah, give me the over on Illinois. I think I believe Devito has won this job. Has he not? He may have. I I I'm, I apologize. I haven't been paying close attention. Uh, but <laughs> most likely, I would say he's if he hasn't won it, he's probably the pretty clear favorite. Come on, you're not caught up on your on your Illinois starting quarterback. I, I have to confess, I am not. I'm sorry. <laughs> Brandon Peters was the guy that yes. left last year. Yeah, that that was gone. So Tommy DeVito, um, he was a former four star. Look at that. Yep, 
former right. four-star recruit. Um, no, it's uh, sorry. It's still, it still is a competition, still is a competition. And DeVito um, looks like he will be taking that one. So, okay. Yeah. That hasn't been announced yet, but it does look like DeVito will be the guy. So um, do you know anything about like their weapons? Like, do they have, like, what kind of weapons do they have? It's running backs mostly. Um, I have to confess, I don't know much about the receivers. I, I don't know that it's. I'm not. I'm not saying it doesn't matter who their receivers are, mm-hmm. but they're going to try to run the ball. Yeah, and, and yeah. And they actually had a pretty good offensive line last year. They did lose three starters, I believe, so it could be a bit of a challenge to to run it quite as well as they did last year. But, but like, that's what they're doing. Like that's the goal. And then maybe, maybe their quarterback play can take them somewhere in the passing game. But I don't think that, I don't think that they're going to have some hugely explosive 1300 yard receiver and, and they're okay with that. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agreed. I think they, I think they'll go over um, only by a little bit. So yeah, I I think not on a on a scale of one to ten on confidence, it's like a like a two, yeah. but um yeah, I'll take the over for for Illinois this year. You know what I have written down? Mm. Over with, but zero confidence. <laughs> so so yet, not even a two. Right. Yet again, we agree almost almost exactly. I yeah, I think a repeat of last year's record is probably probably the most likely. I think go five and seven, and I do think like if. If they nailed the offensive coordinator hire because UTSA was a really good team last year, and yeah, that maybe maybe they actually go bowling, which would be you'd have to consider that to be a massive success for Illinois football. You think they almost <laughs> went last year? They almost went last year, yeah. and they they went to was it maybe was it three years ago? Yeah, I know this was under the the former coach, but. I think they went to like the, the red box bowl or cheese it bowl or some, okay. not the cheese it bowl, red box bowl. Yeah. They've been bowling like fairly, they're not just basement dwellers. So yeah. yeah. Okay. By the way, the, uh, I could, I just want to mention real quick. One of their losses last year was to UTSA who dropped 37 on them. So I'm guessing that's probably where they started taking note of, of UTA's UTSA's offense and decided to hire their offensive coordinator. Fair um, enough. Yeah. Sorry, I interrupted you. What were you saying? No, not much. I'm just ready to get to Northwestern, please. Okay. I have I I Northwestern is like an anomaly. Like what what is Northwestern? Then their number, what do you have their number? I think I have three and a half. Uh, three and a half or four, yes. Okay. And and so they were absolutely terrible last year. Yeah. But the year before, the year before they won the West. Right. That's the Northwestern and, and, experience. And then they were terrible the year before that. And I think the year before that they won the West. So it's like, it's like every other year, like we're, we win the West or we're terrible. And They're there's good like and even years. Worse. Yeah. Is that what it is? Okay. Or good. And, yeah, that's right. Even years. Good. Okay. So, <laughs> so th- this could be a bounce back year then. Right. Cause they were terrible last year. Right. Like, dude, they're so bad. Like how. Oh. So I'll set it up a little bit. There were three and nine a year ago, one and eight in conference. 107th per S plus F plus, sorry, Pat Fitzgerald entering his 17th season. Their offense last year was just horrible. 109th in the in the country per F plus, 16.6 points per game. Their quarterback this year will be Ryan Helinski or Brendan Sullivan. 
The one huge name is their left tackle, Peter Skaronsky. He's most likely will be a first-round pick next year. They have pretty good running backs. The other thing, their defense was just trash last year. 94th in the country per F+, which is not something that we expect from Northwestern. We expect them to at least play good defense, and they were just bad all around last year. So do you feel like you have any idea what this team will be this year? Because it's a bit of a stumper for me. I'm okay at three and a half. I think that they will at least bounce back. Right. Okay. I, I believe in Pat Fitzgerald enough to get them four wins. How about that? Sure. Going over. So we're, we're going to say that we're going to take the over. They play Duke, Southern Illinois, Miami of Ohio. Yeah. Like they can, they're going to, those are three wins, I think. And can you, can you pick off one big 10 team? You need one big 10 win. I think you maybe get Maryland, maybe, possibly possibly Purdue so yeah it may probably not no not Illinois but yeah okay so we're, we're going to we're gonna we're gonna go with the over I'm gonna say four four and eight possibly five and seven um just for the Pat Fitzgerald factor I think yeah I, I think I agree with you this three and a half number is pretty new the last time I checked there was a four and a four and a half out there and I was I was on the under at the four and a half number I think with a three and a half, I'm with you. Like those feel, those feel like it feels like Duke, Southern Illinois, and Miami, Ohio are three wins, and then surely they can find one somewhere else. They found one last year. They went one and eight in conference last year. If they repeat that in the conference this year, that's probably over three and a half. So I don't like this team. Like the, everything within me says they're going to suck again, but obviously we've said that about Northwestern plenty of times when that has not turned out to be the case. So I'll just go over, kind of play the odds there. Yeah. Agreement on Northwestern. Any final thoughts on them? No. Do we have agreement? Do we have disagree? What, what do we disagree on? We, in the West? we disagreed on Iowa. Okay. And I believe that's it. Yeah. We agreed on everyone else. Wow. So wow. Maybe next week we'll have a few, few more disagreements on the big 10 East. I'm guessing we will. <laughs> so okay hang on Let, let's just preview that a little bit what's your feel what's your take on michigan like just michigan, michigan. right now go yeah 30 second thoughts i i think that they're probably going to be pretty good i don't think they'll be as good as last year okay and their win total right now is nine and a half nine and a half you i think an under or over i actually haven't even prepared yet for next week they have so. a weak non-conference they play colorado state hawaii and yukon in the non-con yeah layups yeah layups are what those are but okay but see you hate michigan see you are always the one that doesn't like michigan and says that harbaugh what did you tell i think before the year last year you thought harbaugh might not have his job right yeah and honestly if you'd ask michigan fans some of them would thought that that was a possibility as well he was definitely on the hot seat going into last year and clearly saved his job with an excellent coaching job. Um, yeah, I, I'm going to say more thoughts on them until next week. Okay. All right. All right. Fair enough. So final thoughts on the big 10 West, what is your pick to win the division today on J- uh, July 25th? Obviously at least a month before the season starts. Mm-hmm. I'm going to stick with what I said at the, at the beginning of the pod. going to go with Wisconsin to win the West. Um, I, yeah, I think coaching, I really like their, co- like the coaching overall, what you mentioned with Leonard and Chris, 
Mm-hmm. So Mertz, if if we can just find a, some consistency there, and if we can yeah. maybe develop a deep ball to a receiver that we don't really know, like a developing receiver, someone we don't know yet, some kind of deep ball threat to just to, to alleviate the pressure off the running attack, which is going to be excellent. Again, they're going to have a really good running attack. They always do. Yeah. Just, just something just to make the defense think that like we could possibly throw the ball deep several times in this game. I, I think they, I think they find at least an element of that. I think it's enough to win them the West. Okay. Uh, so we barely disagreed on any of our win totals picks. I'm going to go ahead and disagree with you here. I, I think that the, it's a bit of a bit of a reach pick, but I'm going to say that the West Championship comes down to the last game of the year, where Wisconsin plays Minnesota. I'm going to go ahead and take the take the Minnesota Gophers. Golden, wow, Golden, Golden Gophers. Gophers. Golden blank there for a minute. I was thinking about Wisconsin and I almost called them the Badgers. That would have been bad. Um, but we'll we'll take the Minnesota Golden Gophers to win the Big Ten West. So. Bit of a reach pick by me. Maybe they'll be one of my darlings for this season. Hey, be bold or or go home. Like like there's going to be, and that's the thing with, with all of these these pods that you can do, and and everyone does these things, right? Where you 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 project what's going to happen. There's always there's always surprise winners. No one yep. picked Wake Forest or Pitt in the ACC last year. No one. Right. And yeah, like like stuff like that happens all the time. So. Yeah, I don't know. No, I don't mind the pick at all. Um, I, I don't think Minnesota for me doesn't have the top end that Wisconsin does. Simply, they don't have the true. right. They don't have like that top gear. Um, they can they have gears one through five, but when it comes down to dropping it into gear six and really going for it, I don't think they have that. So, um, yeah, I'm I, I like my Wisconsin pick. I I'm gonna stay with them. And by the way, if for me, if it wasn't Wisconsin. Like you could be, you could talk me into Iowa. Mm-hmm. I think maybe more than Minnesota. Sure. So yeah, I, I think that maybe that's where I would go. That's a perfectly perfectly reasonable opinion. I probably overvalue teams that are good and got rid of bad offensive coordinators. <laughs> like, like to me, that I always notice that. I feel like it, and it, it just feels like that's what Minnesota did, and I, I just trust their offense a lot more. And if they actually legitimately have a top ten defense, which they're projected to, then yeah, I think they'll be a good enough on offense to to be really, really scary. So, yeah. All right, anything we should talk about before we wrap this up? Any breaking news? Oh, yeah, always have to check Twitter. Always That's right. Check Twitter. Um, no, no. Kirby Smart just tweeted, go dogs. Does that mean they got a commit or something? Oh, let's go. Who did we get? I don't know. He did just tweet that. That was – Okay. I know I was really down on Georgia recruiting last episode and mm-hmm. yeah, I was uh, apparently wrong to do that because we have since mopped up yeah. ever, ever since. But like, I think, yeah, I think was it, is it three or four, four stars in the last week? Um, yeah, no, I don't have a whole lot else other than that. Um, not much news. It's kind of like, we're kind of hit, like, it's getting dead a little bit recruiting we're close has, to camp. Well, no, like it's like starting like, I think Nebraska starts tomorrow. I think Nebraska Nebraska's okay. campus tomorrow that they start. So it's it's kind of here, like campus starting, yeah. which means it's going to get quiet for a little bit. It's not not going to be a whole lot of like news, like no no breaking news. But hopefully we'll get to know some like some of the like the quarterback competitions. And there's not many left, but a few that are out there. Those will start to get named. Um, hopefully, dear yeah. Lord, please please 
please, please. So yeah, it's, it's getting fun. It's getting close. Um, I still have to go to the, the, the wedding. <laughs> I just, I don't get to watch week one. Um, bummed about that beyond belief, but I mean, you know, we move, we, we, we grow, we, we become stronger and, and we move on. Um, and we, we have, we find ways, we find ways, we, we figure things out. We, we, we figure out ways to uh, sneak our phones um, into, <laughs> into certain places and, and yeah. And, and have the game, have the game on when we should. So. Yeah. I was thinking about your dilemma there. And I, I, I think now like with a little more time to think about it, make sure your phone is fully charged yeah. and using YouTube TV, you can yeah. pause it. You can skip the commercials when you have a chance. You, you well, can actually like, as soon as the guy is tackled, you can, double tap and skip forward 15 seconds. Like you can watch kind of a condensed version of the game yeah. semi live like that. If you can get 45 minutes on your phone at some point during the wedding, you can pretty much watch the game. So that's kind of what I would do. I think if I was in your shoes. Yeah. Yeah. The, I think the, the, I, I'm, re, I'm just really hoping to be out of there for the Notre Dame Ohio state game. Yeah. Like, you, you know what I'm saying? So like, like the, the Georgia Oregon game for me, I've kind of written that one off. Like that's kind of a loss. Like I'll be able to watch, but it's not going to be live. It's not like, I'm not going to be in the moment of that one, yep. but like Utah plays Florida at seven. Oh man. Like, I'm going to watch like, dude, I'm going to be all over that game. So like, that's camped in my living room all day. <laughs> and then that's right with Notre Dame. I know. I know. Don't run. I'm it sorry. Out. I'm sorry. Notre, Notre Dame, Ohio state is like, that's at seven 30. Like there's, yeah, you're starting to feel, it's starting to get, starting to get interesting there at that point. Who does, um, no, 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 never mind. Okay, Florida State plays on Florida State plays on on Sunday. That's right. I was wondering when Florida Florida State LSU is on LSU. Yeah, that's the next day, and then Clemson Georgia Tech on the on the Monday. So, gotcha. Yeah, no, I'm just I'm just hoping to be out of the wedding by, by like seven o'clock. That would be wonderful. Um, yep. I don't know if I can pull pull that off or not, but I will be actively trying. So, yeah, no, just uh, looking forward um, for it to be here. There's something about I think. It's just, it feels different. Like, you know how like that yep. first, and you're in Colorado now, you maybe you don't feel it quite as much in, anymore, but like, it's just a feeling when you go out um, and that like, it's here, it's arrived and there's just an excitement yeah. in the air. It's a wonderful time to be alive. It, it definitely, I, I feel it a little bit. It's the problem is in Colorado, like college football is not nearly the thing as it is in the South or even where I'm from in Northern Indiana. Yeah. Uh, you just, you know, you have a few other people that you talk to, talk to about, talk to about the games and mostly I watch the games by myself or, or with my wife or maybe a couple other people who want to show up, but yeah, yeah there's not a lot of diehards like me around here. So you kind of got to settle for what you can get. Right. Are you going, going back East for any games this year? Going to Notre planning Dame? on it. I, we always go, me and my family, my cousins, my uncle, we always go to one Notre Dame game every year and tailgate, do the whole thing. So that's always a highlight of the year planning on doing that. Don't know which game it will be yet this year, but okay. yeah, we've been privileged to watch some good ones over the years and look forward to it again. Right on, right on. Okay. If there's nothing else, I think we'll wrap this up. Thanks everybody for listening. Subscribe, give us five stars. You can do that on Apple and Spotify now. Um, yeah. We really appreciate it when you do that. Tell your friends about us, watch our YouTube videos. Yeah. And chip in like that's a good place to maybe throw a few thoughts out there maybe a little a few disagreements we've definitely had some ongoing conversations with fans of different fan of the different teams uh so yeah that's that's been a lot of fun check out our youtube channel it's a lot of fun 
Uh, have a great week, everybody, and God bless you all.